0: Hello and welcome back to the Impenetrable Fortress podcast. I'm Alan Jackway and sitting next to me is Mr. James Bunnell. James, how did
1: you enjoy the games last week? I'll tell you how I enjoyed the games last week. I didn't. I didn't Hmm. enjoy the games last week.
0: That's a that's a pretty hot take.
1: Yeah, I would say. They were, uh, yeah, they were kind of boring.
0: They were pretty boring. Um, I would say, at the risk of us uh, only doing doing turning the intro segment into the review segment, which I guess we're doing.
1: Yeah, surprise, well, fine.
0: we're doing. Um, we were totally wrong about in our prediction that the pass no. rush could matter a lot. It we did. were kind of wrong that Ziggy Ansah wouldn't get it together, which he did. It just wasn't enough for them to not get blown out. Yeah, and uh, sort of similar with the Giants.
1: It yeah. Wasn't enough
0: for them to not get blown out once Aaron Rodgers. It would look good for like twenty minutes. And it then did, and it then looked it, a lot worse. Oh
1: yeah, then a Aaron hail Rogers. mary happened yeah, again. Did another hail mary. That man's amazing. Um,
0: and that was cool, but also you know kind of boring, pretty predictable. So I don't know. I mean, do we want to talk anything about what happened there? Or just did anything just move exciting
1: on? happen? I don't really. Th- I mean, it turns out Seattle's defense is still good.
0: Yeah. Even without Earl Thomas, although we'll see, Earl Thomas, but... you know, Stafford, they were dropping a lot of passes. That's and we'll true. see what happens with Atlanta, because they don't drop as many passes.
1: Yes, and they throw a <laughs> lot of passes.
0: Um, so, that, that'll that be interesting. And if they get Green Bay, that's another one that would be pretty interesting as well.
1: Yeah, So true. Uh,
0: you know, I, I think that's kind of an interesting thing to watch, how Seattle's defense manages to keep it going without Earl Thomas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm kind of inspired by Ziggy Anza looking good. I mean, hopefully that means next year he's going to be good and that defense is going to take a step forward again.
1: But... It did look like that, and it would be so great if Matt Stafford had a real receiving core to throw to, or like one real receiver to throw to. Just like one person yep. with hands Yeah. That doesn't drop the ball. Yes. That's the secret is that Detroit forgot that wide receivers generally require hands. Yes, and it's
0: funny, because coming into the week, everyone was saying, oh, Stafford hasn't been the same since he hurt his finger,
1: but his throws were mostly there. I actually, yeah, I think he's actually been, he's probably himself been great this year. I think he, I think I'm correct in saying this, that he has had more dropped passes than any uh, quarterback. Who's who's going to challenge us on that. who's going to challenge me on that one. Um, I have read that somewhere. I'm like 80% sure. Uh, but yeah, it's he's basically been the only reason Dallas has been, or not Dallas, excuse me, Detroit has been competitive is because he's been playing kind of out of his mind. Yeah. Um, yep. And uh, hopefully next year
0: more defense, yeah. which is what we want from every team, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and I don't want to talk about any of the other games. Real, I mean, we talked about the <laughs> Giants really a little. Um, Green Bay's defense, I guess, looked better than expected um i guess i I mean uh houston's defense look good yeah and clowny you know but we'll we'll talk about uh, maybe we shouldn't talk about those until the the next segment so any anything else for teams that got eliminated (laughs) other than just being sad about the raiders and what happened to them
1: no i'm just sad about the raiders and what happened to them going first this week
0: we've decided to do our limerick previews of the games that are coming and we're splitting them up by conference which i suppose we'll do throughout Probably. the playoffs until yeah. we get to the super bowl and then there will be no conferences to split exactly um i am doing the nfc nope Uh-oh. i am doing the afc oh good i uh you know why because <laughs> the case. first two words of mine is andy reed <laughs> there you and go. in my head i was just like andy reed eagles nfc not there you go. not the case anymore it hasn't been for some time so i gotta It's okay. (laughs) You got to get it together. Uh, Narrowly, narrowly avoiding that problem right there. So here we go. AFC preview limerick. Andy Reid off of buys a top coach. And Bill Belichick's beyond reproach. Can and Clowney, Harrison, and Dupree avoid getting smashed like a cockroach? Oh, that's pretty good. Only barely made it through the meter there. But yeah, I think... That's uh, pretty good. You know, this is... These two games... I think it's safe to say we're gonna have heavy favorites yeah yeah (laughs) Um, don't say texans at patriots the only real hope for the texans it's actually kind of interesting because i think if not for this widespread belief that the texans are not very good Mm -hmm. you could make a case that they have the kind of team that's caused problems for um new england in the past they have very good pass rushers both clowny who yeah. had an awesome week last week, Yeah. and Merciless, who's had, who we talked about coming in the last week and has been good kind of throughout the whole year. Yeah. Um, and we know that if you get enough pressure on Brady, it can cause problems. I think the concern and the reason they're going to be double-digit underdogs is just that their offense is not very good. So can they and, score
1: any points at all? Yeah,
0: it's just going to take a really, really tremendous defensive performance from them. And maybe they have it in them, but probably not. Um, New England's defense, I still think, is pretty bad. <laughs>
1: um, yeah.
0: But it's probably good enough for this week. So. Yeah, I mean, Tom Savage. Yeah. Um, Andy Reid off a of bye thing is really interesting. And he's, mm. he's like 14 and 2 or something like that off a of bye in the playoffs. And, yeah. you know, similarly good off a of bye in general. It's a good head coach. Um, he is a good head coach. Uh, you know, I still really like the Chiefs. Um, obviously, the Steelers looked Pretty good last week. Their defense finally looked like it kind of had it together with Dupree and James Harrison and Timmons flying around all over the place out there. That's true. Um, but I'm still a little skeptical. And I think that, you know, Andy Reid having the extra time and his ability to really have those short throws, not have turnovers. You know, there were some turnovers that really hurt Miami in that game. And yes. Kansas City is built to avoid that. And yeah. That's their whole thing. You
1: basically went from. uh, You're basically going from a quarterback in Matt Moore who's probably going to have to do something. Who, You know, Pittsburgh scored so fast that Miami's already yeah. trying to score points real fast. They're already making more dangerous plays, and dice just didn't roll their way. Um, and the Chiefs are a team that literally does the opposite of that. They just they make the most conservative yeah. dice throws yeah. possible. And... Although
0: there has been, it hasn't been as good in the pot
1: as it has in the past.
0: They have That's had true. more turnovers on offense this year, but they've also had way more turnovers on defense. That defense, and in uh, is Roethlisberger's crazy looked a little good. shaky. I mean, there could be there you could imagine a couple interceptions yeah. in here.
1: He left the game last week for a play or two after after a hit on his hit to his leg or something like that i mean big ben as we know he's he plays through injuries he plays he doesn't get injured or whatever you want to say about it but he's getting he's had a he's just been pummeled this entire season and i i don't know that he can hold up against uh such a an exciting defense as the kansas city chiefs have especially with like justin houston coming back and being everything we remember him being in the past um it's that's the matchup i'm excited about is is how many times can justin houston get to big ben yeah i mean i think
0: that will be definitely interesting and probably pretty important and whether you know if they can get two turnovers in this game they'll probably win and if they wind yeah. up with zero turnovers they think that pittsburgh has a better offense and they'll have a good chance but you know it's it's hard to go against andy reed and it's hard to go against a team that really has consistently produced turnovers um throughout the year so yeah so i think it's
1: good what you got for the nfc for the nfc here's what i've got for you can the seahawks defense keep on flying as they take on the iceman matt ryan while aaron goes deep can the cowboys compete i just hope this week's games are less trying then, yeah. Yes, it was, they it was were really, a trying As I said earlier, they were really bad. <laughs> watching last yeah. week's games. They were really, really bad. Um But that Seattle defense looked really, really good. They did. And it's this has gotta be this is my this is probably the game that I'm most excited to watch this week is the Seahawks going to Atlanta to play the Falcons. Yes, it's gotta be it's gotta be the best defense left in the playoffs versus the best offense. I mean, Tom Brady, there's always the argument that the Patriots have the best offense, but numbers this year, nobody was better than Matt Ryan and the Falcons. The, like, I mean, except for Drew Brees, who had his, like, seventh 5,000-yard season or something like that, because yep. Drew Brees is a god masquerading as a man playing football. But um, Matt Ryan and that that Falcons offense is just, they're, uh, it's amazing. They're so much fun to watch. It's It's a lightning... They're a, they're a lightning strike offense this year. And the C- Seattle's defense is, you know, the best defensive unit, the most hard-hitting defensive unit that's left in the playoffs. Like, I, I don't see how you can get... This should be the Super Bowl, except it's impossible, I guess, because they're in the same conference. But this should be the Super Bowl. This is, like, the the two teams that specialize the most in one aspect of their games, just hitting each other's so you would best say, aspects in the head.
0: You would say that you would support redoing the playoffs so that it's a giant bracket based on win percentage across all the both conferences. Absolutely. So that this year's this year's playoff bracket goes like number 1 New England, number 2 Dallas, number 3 um I guess Kansas City. Yeah. And then uh and then the the fourth by I guess it would be whoever else was good. I don't yeah. know if it would even be Atlanta because didn't Oakland have a ton of wins? Oakland had 12 might, wins. So I think they it would actually be yeah. Oakland would have gotten a bye in that situation. Yeah.
1: All right. Yeah, I'm in favor of that. I think that would be great because there are. I feel like some, this doesn't. I don't feel like this really happens in baseball so much. I so I guess it's totally possible where you you we end we get to the end of the season and we feel like the best series is going to be before the World Series because the mm-hmm. two best teams come from the same league. But uh, I feel like this happens in football kind of a lot, where we we have like these games, like these division games, and these conference championship games, where we're like, these are the two best teams left in the playoffs right now, and we're going to have to send one of them home before the good game, yeah. so I guess we better just watch this and then replay the memories in our head while we watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, although I think
0: this particular year, I'm not sure, I mean, I, I'm... Very excited about this game, but not necessarily. I don't think Seattle's one of the best teams left. I, because that yeah. offensive line still looks terrible. Really and if Vic Beasley can continue being awesome, Atlanta will win this game easily. If
1: Vic Beasley
0: yeah. is just making Russell Wilson unhappy the whole day. Yeah,
1: and I think that's the only thing. I like that it's the Seahawks' defense against the Falcons' offense. Yeah, Because that's like two Giants going at it. And then the, the, the reverse of that matchup is not good and seattle's yeah. offensive line is so bad so yeah. bad they would honestly maybe have better luck if they just put six traffic cones out there yeah, and made the falcons defenders run around them at least then there wouldn't be this illusion that that uh russell wilson has any form of protection yeah and you all. can see over them easier yeah to. yeah they're easier it's to... just it the problem with that
0: is it's really hard to find one that can snap
1: yes that's true
0: All right, we spent a lot of time on that game. What's the uh, Green Bay Dallas? Green Bay Dallas. Talk about this
1: at all? Packers to win. I just, I feel like the Cowboys are a good all-around team, but unless they get like vintage Tony Romo back, they don't have like a superstar. They don't have like that one thing that can push them over the edge. And Aaron Rodgers will just throw a Hail Mary and win the game. Yeah, so my my concern about this
0: game is that I think both of these defenses are pretty bad. They are. And you could imagine either team coming off to a quick lead. Yeah. Right, I mean, you, you could... And firstly, an early turnover can make any team have a quick lead. Yeah. Right, but secondly... You know, you can imagine Dallas running straight through Green Bay effortlessly. That's true. Right, and just scoring, and then whatever. Like maybe Aaron Rodgers has a pass dropped, and that's, and then they're down fourteen zero.
1: That's true. You but know? if between these two teams, if one of them is down two two touchdowns. Which do you have more faith in coming back? Oh, definitely Green Bay, yeah. for sure. Yeah, so I, I feel like the Packers are, are best yeah. suited to That's true. take advantage I mean, of I see the what you're pr- probably sloppy football that we'll see. Yeah, I'm game. still probably picking Dallas with the at-home and with that run
0: game and Green Bay's very suspect run defense.
1: Yeah, they are but. pretty bad at that. But I have faith in, I have faith in the Hail Marys, which I yeah. know, as a person who values, like, math and stuff, well, the math's getting pretty good on for, it for, for him. Aaron Rodgers. It's pretty good, although it does scream of small sample bias, right? I suppose so. Um, the
0: The interesting, maybe the most interesting thing about this game is that we don't want to talk about the pass rushers at all.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> like not, they do with all the other ones. Really I mean, this good. one, I
0: think it really comes down to um, Green Clay Bay's Matthews. defensive line. Yeah, Clay Matthews <laughs> stopping the run at some level that could be the major the thing that matters of this. for Green yeah. Bay. And then for Dallas, it's just whether their cornerbacks can hold up at all, you know, and that's probably it. Thank you for listening to the Impenetrable Fortress podcast. Our theme in interstitial music is Dear Liza by Ned and The Dirt. You can get their album all over the place. Probably. Probably. Good Valentine's Day gift. Sure. Or MLK if you're if you're listening to this right on time. Which you yeah. should be because we're talking about the game that's happening before MLK Day. So, so if you're so. listening to it after that, you kind of miss the boat well, a little bit. Yeah. Um, we did not prepare a hit of the week. But, I mean, the Hail Mary is tempting. I think I prefer to give it to uh, Anquan Bolden, <laughs> meaninglessly pushing some guy on the sideline for a personal foul. Then having another personal foul... And then not being sure if he'd been ejected from the game and having <laughs> to come amazing. off and talk to his coaches to figure out if he'd been ejected from the game, which he hadn't, and no. then going back in. Yeah, I like the um,
1: the refs had to get into that conversation, too, because they, yeah, they also weren't sure. weren't
0: sure. Yeah, no one was
1: sure no if he had knew. been ejected. So that yeah. was very weird, um, and I think a fitting hit of the week.
0: I think, I think so, we too. usually do here. Um, I mean, obviously the biggest hit that I remember was Bud Dupree hitting Matt Moore into the ground, um, (laughs) which was legal question mark. Yeah, it was legal. I guess it was because he's outside of the pocket. He had become a runner or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we generally support legal hits,
1: although man, what a legal hit that one was. Um, Um, I also, I think James, James Harrison led the Steelers in tackles and, uh, like run stops it's pretty good uh last week as well and he's like 140 years old i think he's been cut by the steelers twice um i just it's amazing yeah. that man is is an interesting man yes i agree we will be back
0: next week to preview conference championships conference it's championships exciting. and uh yeah we'll see see what that is yeah i st- i to be honest if i if you made me guess i would say one and two one and two uh, i mean going through but i, I would, know you like be, green bay i like green bay but that Dallas, would be how
1: that's what the I season think would have. shake down
0: so but we will see uh that'll do it yeah from alan
1: and james
0: stay, stay low, low.